Hello, 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 family. Hello, hello. Um, today I have a word. It actually was my Bible verse of the day. It is Second Timothy, chapter two. So, also I had had a dream last night, and I'm gonna get into the dream. Let's just get let's get into a prayer real quick, and then we're gonna start reading, and then I'm gonna read you what the Lord said. And I'm going to tell you about my dream somewhere in between. <laughs> so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you move, Father. I humble myself before you, Father, and I ask you to use me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm asking that your words come out of my mouth, Father. I take all of the flesh out of it in the name of Jesus, and we only want to hear what your spirit is speaking, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm just praying that there will be breakthrough releases and healing today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I'm binding up any enemy, any lying tongue that will try to come up against this word. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, Lord, how do you want me to do it that day? Okay. Let's go to Second Timothy chapter 2. A good soldier of Christ Jesus. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have confirmed that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules, and hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything if it brings salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship with him, hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words such as art. Such arguments are useless and they can be they can ruin those who hear them. So I want to start right there because that's when the Lord began to speak to me. And this is what the Lord said. He said he uh, wait, hold on. Let me tell you about my dream. I'm only going to tell you a part of it because the Lord, he's telling me who one part. So I had a dream that um, I met up with a whole bunch of like um, different people that I know, know that they hear the, vo- the Lord's voice. And we all have different personalities, but we all have the, the the main goal of we're here to feed God's sheep because we love him. We are his servants because we want to feed his flock because we love him. Like, there's no other reason. I, 
honestly can think of of why I love to do what I do, but because I love Jesus. I just love him and I'm willing to do whatever he tells me to do. <laughs> that's my only, that's the only reason I can give you to why I'm sitting here and I record podcasts and I sit here and I, and I, and I do other things behind the scenes to um, build this ministry up is because I love Jesus and I will do whatever he calls me to do. I always want to be pleasing to him. Even when I'm sitting here and you might not see a word for a couple days, I'm still trying to like get, get a word for you. I'm still trying to make sure, Lord, is this what you want to talk about? Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Lord, okay, let me take a break. Cause I don't want to, I don't hear, I'm not hearing everything that I know I need to hear yet. And it's it, fam, that just shows you, you cannot, like judge people in the name of Jesus. And I'm um I'm gonna get back to the dream. But we were talking about like um plans that we were gonna have to bring our ministries together, right? That's what the dream was about. And when I woke up I said, Lord, what was that about? Because I keep on having dreams like that. And he was saying that he wants his daughters to get together. He's like, I want my daughters to to get together and show the world what the kingdom is like. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, like I'm, I'm willing to like do whatever for the kingdom because it pleases my father. So I'm going to do it. Like what you mean? There's just like no rhyme or reason to why you want to live a better life, but because you want to please the Lord. Do you know how a lot of times when you're in the world, you just want to please men. When you get the full understanding of who God is, all you want to do is please him. That's all you want to do. But. That's why I'm saying you cannot judge because you don't know what a person is going through to get that word. You don't know the warfare that that person is experiencing to get that word out in the name of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, it's not just like all just, oh, let me just sit down, open up the Bible and boom, here goes the word popped out. No, you have to really seek. You have to really find. You have to really knock on the door and it will be open. And you have to also be prepared for the darts that's going to come your way. You have, it's people who are bringing forth words and you don't know the warfare they're experiencing to bring out that word. But then people want to critique how a person said this, how they said that. But you don't know why the Lord had them to bring it forth like that. Instead of you judging why did a person say it like that, you should be like, Father, why Like, uh, why did they have to say it like that? Or why is it like that? You just want to go straight into judging that person in the name of Jesus. And I'm talking about for all my brothers and sisters, all of them that, that have their ministries and they're out here doing the work of God. It's like, it really is the people in the body that's the hardest on each other. Like, why why do people got to be so hard on each other? Like, we posted, we all serving one purpose. So why are you coming against me? But I'm going to read, well, not just up against me. I'm talking about my brothers and sisters too. But I'm just saying up against me, like, in general. Because it do be like that. We, we supposed to be uplifting each other and we don't. A lot of us, I'm not going to say everybody don't, but a lot of people just got to be like, mm, mm, mm. yeah, I understand that you got to trust God. You don't trust nobody, but you got to trust God when you're testing the spirit by the spirit. T- trust God. If God gave you a group of, of people to listen to, trust him. 
Don't trust that. You don't have to sit there and be like, oh, I trust that person. I, I hang it on to all that. No, because you're supposed to fear no man but God. You're not supposed to put your hope and your faith in a human being. You're supposed to point, they're pointing you back to Jesus. That is the point of people in their ministries is, is are you pointing them back to Jesus? That's what it's about. Are you pointing them back to Jesus? Now, I'm not saying if somebody out here and they being a serial sinner, you supposed to be like, oh, Okay, well, it's okay to say, no, it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be testing the spirit by the spirit. It's not your job to judge how that person carries their self. That's between them and God, okay? <clears throat> and it says, this is what the Lord had told me while I was reading that. He said, God, God wants his children to stop fighting over words. Stop judging each other by your own standard. Instead, use God's words to discern and encourage. Stop judging off how a person looks, how they speak, or handle their their ministry, because it is God who you are coming up against. It is a reason why God has them speak like that, or why God I'm sorry, my handwriting, or why they are dressed a certain way. God is passionate about his people, his chosen people. He's passionate about his remnant. He's The word says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. That's what the word of God says. And it says, God, um, wait, and he does not want you speaking negatively about them. He has made his chosen ones set apart so they will not look or act. Act how you how you want. They're gonna look and they're gonna act differently than what you expect because God has set His people apart in the name of Jesus. And it says, um, "You aren't to test. You are to test the spirit, not judge the person." Oh, that is a word from the Lord. That is a word from the Lord. I'm telling you because when I read in the Lord, just He just starts speaking to me. And that's what it's about. Yes, you are called to test the spirit in the name of Jesus, but you are not there to judge that person in the name of Jesus. Did you, are you too worried about what the person looked like, how they dressed in and making sure that every word they say is proper? You missing the total message. You missing it. You just, the whole thing just went over your head because you looking on the outward, but God looks at the inward. So test the spirit, take it back to God and find out what God said. That's what you need to be doing. Don't be sitting there. "Mm, Well, I don't like this person because I don't like the way they look. No, that's so shallow. That is so shallow. That really is. And listen, you know why I can say this with such freedom? Because I used to be like that. Mm, I ain't going to trust this person. Mm. But it's not about what that person looked like. It's about testing the spirit by the spirit of God. Period. And the Lord has shown me in my own life. You cannot sit here and you cannot say, oh, just because they don't look like how you thought they were going to look, that they not anointed by me. You can't do that. And that goes back to the word yesterday about David. By David um, being anointed as king. You can't, you, you can sit there and be like, oh, this person, that's definitely one of God's chosen people. And it's not. God rejected them. But, but it's just, especially in the body, our father is love, but we act like, we act so, um, I don't want to say like the enemy's kids, but for real, for real, we be few in a button heads. Oh, that person, they don't, they don't, um, do this right. Or they don't do that right. Or, or they, they, this and they, that like, it, no, just chill, just chill. 
Just chill. Are you going to help your brother and sister get breakthrough? Are you going to help them to get healing? Okay, you see they don't have enough faith. You, you, Not even not that they don't have enough faith. You see that their faith isn't like yours. So are you going to help them build up the faith? Or are you going to tear down a little bit of faith you feel like they got? Are you going to uplift them? Are you going to give them an encouraging word? Or are you going to sit there and you're going to judge them? Which one is it going to be? I'm just asking. And it says, verse 15, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. And it's a Bible verse. And it says, be slow to, so, slow to speak. It says, be slow to speak and quick to listen. That's a proverb. I'm going to give it to you in a second. And that's what people need to be studying. That's your homework. That's your homework. Be slow to speak, but be quick to listen. Stop talking all the time. Because when you talk all the time, you can't even hear the voice of God. As soon as somebody put out a word, you want to go and talk about it. Why don't you sit there and you test the spirit for a little bit? Shh, be quiet. Get the word in. See if the Lord, if, if that's what the Lord wanted you to hear. See if the word is even for you. Because a lot of people, just because that word ain't for you, you want to immediately say that person is false. But that person may well not be false. Because it ain't your job to say if they're false or not, if they're a false prophet or not. People be so quick to be like, oh, um, they're false. But that word was never even for you. It was never even, uh, you're not even in that season that word is for. And then that's another thing. People won't be saying false prophets. People won't call people false prophets. But then in the same breath, they be like, oh, there's no more prophets. Which one is there? Okay, there's no more prophets. Why are you calling that person a false prophet? And exactly where in the Bible did it say that? Exactly where? I'm not saying that anybody is a prophet. I ain't saying nobody is a prophetess. I'm just asking. People so quick to call my false prophet, but then be like, there's no more prophets. Well, which one is it? Because how are they a false prophet if there's no more prophets? How are they false? Make it make sense. And then it says, this kind of talk spreads like cancer. As in the case of Hymenus and Philetus, they have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from their faith, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with his inscription. The Lord knows those who are his and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Do you see how the word of God says he knows all that is his? It's not up for you to judge if that person is his or not. You're supposed to be testing the spirit by the spirit. And that's it. Take it back to your father and that's it. Don't say nothing. Don't put your mouth on that person because you don't know who it is. And you know what the Bible says? Those that bless you, they will, God will bless them. And who curse you, God will curse them. So you said he's sitting there putting your mouth on people. That's people of God and you getting cursed. You cursing yourself because you cursing that person. Keep your mouth shut. Remember that saying they used to tell us when we was younger? If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. That needs to be brought back. That Because somewhere, we done lost it. We done lost that somewhere. Okay? In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Do you see how it says, if you keep yourself pure, in the name of Jesus, if you keep yourself pure, 
your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Mm. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companion companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Hallelujah. See, and that's another thing, Lord. Can I go there in the name of Jesus? It's a lot of people, right? Want to comment on my brothers and sisters, right? And how they doing things. But let the Lord... Now, let's say if the Lord lets you for a day be in their shoes, right? Are you pure? Is there anything that will come out? Would people be finding out things about you? How would you like it if somebody exposed you? How would you like it if somebody put their mouth on you? How would you like it if you just got done warfare and then you got people coming at you calling you false, but you already know that the Lord is speaking to you? How would you feel about that? Listen, listen, ain't we supposed to be treating our neighbors like we treat ourselves? You supposed to be testing the spirit. God's spirit will lead you into all truth. When we putting your mouth on people. Steady cursing yourself. Steady cursing yourself. If I don't agree with something somebody say, I'm going to just shut up because I'm not going to put my mouth on you. <laughs> Listen here. I know the word of God says he bless those who bless you and he will curse those who curse you. I ain't saying nothing bad about nobody. I just be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and that's it and that's all. I ain't saying nothing because I'm not getting cursed because of what my flesh thinks. Nah, I'm going to go ask God what the spirit of God is saying through them. And then listen, that's what it's going to be. So if he be like, daughter, that just wasn't a word for you. I'd be like, okay, that just wasn't a word for me. And daughter, don't, don't worry about it. Why are you in their business? Worry about your own. And I'd be like, period. Okay, I'm going to worry about my own business. That's how it be. Oh, I got another. Okay, Lord. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And that's another thing. Being bold and being firm is not being hateful. It's not being gentle. But you got to be bold and you got to be firm in the name of Jesus when you speak about the word of God. And that's all I'm going to say. Because a lot of people, they think that, oh, oh, Jesus was just so timid. No, if you read the Gospels, Jesus was not timid. Jesus was very bold, okay? He was very bold. He was gentle. He was gentle, but he was bold. The Bible tells you, be as gentle, it says be as shrewd as a serpent, but be as gentle as a dove. Hallelujah. Hold on quick, because my kids is knocking at the door. Hold on. Okay, family. So, um... Let's go to, first let's go to the proverb. No, 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 no. Let's go to shrewd as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. Let's go to Matthew 10. Brother Matthew 10. And let's go to verse 16. And it says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes. And as harmless as doves. 
Hallelujah. And you know how you, okay, let's look up the definition of shrewd in the name of Jesus. And shrewd is having or showing short, sharp powers of judgment. Okay, so do you know how you show a sharp power of judgment? How you discern that spirit is by you asking God in the name of Jesus. You don't judge, but you ask God because God is the judge. So when you're discerning spirits, you're asking God to tell you what is that spirit. But you still don't put your mouth on that person in the name of Jesus. You just be like, okay, because then it says be as gentle as a dove. So look, let's look at the definition of gentle. Having or, or showing a mild, kind, or tender temperament or character. Moderate in action, effect, or degree. Not harsh or severe. Make or become gentle, calm, or, or pacified. So let, I can give you a perfect definition. Although Jesus knew that Judas was going to be betray him. He still broke bread with Judas in the name of Jesus. He still let Judas follow him throughout his ministry in the name of Jesus. Judas was there. Judas seen the things that Jesus would do, but he, he knew it. He said, one of you at this table will deceive me. Hold on, hold on, hold on betray me. Hold on. Let me find that uh, real quick. Let me go to that real quick. Okay, let's go to, Lord, which one you want me to do? Matthew 26. Let's go to Matthew 26 real quick. And it's at verse 23. And it says, wait, hold on, let's go up a little higher. Let's go up to verse 20. When I was, when it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the 12 while they were eating. He said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me greatly distressed. Each one asked in turn, am I the one Lord? He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me for the son of man must die as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who would betray him also as rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. Hallelujah. So this is where you, where you got to look right at Jesus. He was as shrewd as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove, because he could have been like, yeah, you the snake, you the snake. Let's jump him. He could have been like that. But Jesus, no, he was shrewd and he was gentle. He said, you have said it. You have said it. Then he still broke bread with Judas. Like, what you mean? And that's what we are called to do as body. Yeah, you, the Lord showed me you a snake. <laughs> I'm going to handle you with care. I'm going to handle you with care because the Bible says that I'm going to handle you with care. So I'm going to go ask my father what to do. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to start slashing people's ears off like Peter. I'm going to go and ask the father, father, what do you want me to do? Because I know that this person is a snake. What do you want me to do? But it's not up for us to give that person the what they what, what is going to happen. It's up to the Lord. Do you see where Jesus said, 
But how terrible it would be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Because listen, Jesus already knew that his father is the father of vengeance in the name of Jesus. He know he doesn't have to avenge himself because God will avenge him in the name of Jesus. He doesn't have to be vengeful. Be, um, yeah, have a vengeance. Have, uh, what is that word that I'm looking for? Not a vengeance. Uh, uh. I can't think of the word right now because it was a different word I was going to use. It was kind of a big word, but <laughs> Jesus didn't do that. He he still broke bread with him. It's just, you know, God is so good. I'm sorry. So let's, after we go today, I was, I want to go to somewhere else real quick. Hold on real quick. Okay. Let's go to, um, John. Chapter 5, starting at verse 19. And it says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever, whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe it, God will, who, who sent me, who sent me have eternal life. Hold on. And believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming, indeed is here now, when the dead will hear my voice and the voice of the Son of God, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted the same life-giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the son of man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their grave will hear the voice of God's son and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who continue in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do I can't I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. So do you see where that goes right back to? He says, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Hallelujah. Because he he says, I judge as God tells me. Do you see how he submits himself to God? Jesus submit himself to God and we are supposed to be followers of him. We submit ourselves to God and then the things that we do will be just and right because we are following the leading of our father. You have to have that attitude. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. So if the Lord tell you that person's a snake, but still show them kindness, that's what you do. They're a snake. You know they're a snake. You're gonna handle a snake with care. You know you you know you don't get too close to a snake, but you can still feed a snake. You know, you can still help a snake out. You just know you can't get too close, or it's gonna bite you. You handle them with care. 
So then, um, hold on. Let's go to John 12, 49. So John chapter 12, verse 49. And that says, I don't speak on my own authority. The father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the father tells me to say in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He is so mighty. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only person that I know that humbles himself to himself. He just so humble. He's so humble because we know Jesus is God. He just so humble that he came down here and he was, he was an example of how we are supposed to walk our lives. He is the prime example. Like when I think of how to live my life, you naturally think of Jesus because Jesus came down here and he showed you how to do it. So when you're reading scriptures and you're seeing that he's saying that I only do what the father tells me to do. I only listen to what the father tells me to, to, uh, how to move. It's because he's showing you how to humble yourself to the voice of God. He shows you how God is the judge. He's telling you, yes, I am the judge because he is the father in the name of Jesus. That's why he said it. I don't know if like if, if um John 5 just confused somebody, but he's saying that he is the judge because Jesus knows he is the father, but Jesus humbled himself. He came down here and he took the lowly road. You get what I'm saying? He, he made himself into a servant of the Lord, but he in fact is God in the name of Jesus. He just did it to show you in the name of Jesus. So um, let's go to... Hold on. Oh, hold on, family. I'm trying to see what verse. Let's go to John 21. We in John today in the name of Jesus. And let's go down to... What verse is this? Hold on. Okay, let's go to... Let's go down to verse 20. Oh, Jesus is so good. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? As for you, follow me. And that's what you got to be doing. Like, people always want to be worried about what somebody else doing. You always worry about what somebody else doing. And this is what Jesus is saying today. If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? If the Lord is allowing that person, if that person is a snake, and if the Lord is allowing that person to slither around until he come back, what is it to you? As for you, you follow him. That's it and that's all. That's it, and that's all. Because I be seeing my brothers and sisters being persecuted about how how they talk, how they speak, how they carry themselves. But you do got to carry yourself with, with the authority. We know who our father is, so we cannot act like we don't know. We can't sit here and walk around like, oh, well, I don't know who my father is. Let me just act like the world. No, we know 
who our father is. We know that we are being held at a standard because of who our father is. So we have to walk in that authority that we know we have to walk in because our father gave us this authority. It's not arrogance. Some people be thinking that people be arrogant. And I'm not saying that everybody don't be arrogant. I'm not saying the person do be arrogant or they don't be arrogant. But a lot of people will judge people off and be like, oh, they're arrogant. And you don't even know that person. You see how they carry themselves, but you don't see how they get persecuted in their messages, how they get persecuted in their DMs, how they get persecuted in their emails. You don't see those things. So when you see them come on with the boldness and they speak with boldness, you don't know what's going on behind behind when they hit stop on the record button. You don't know what they're going through. So why put your mouth on it? Why don't you pray for them? Why don't you ask the Lord what to pray to pray for them? Okay, and remember how we talked about being slow to speak and quick to listen? So that's in James 1. So I think I said a proverb, but I'm pretty sure it's a proverb like that too. So now I'm going to have to look up proverb in a second. James 1, verse 19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. But don't listen to God's words. You must do what it says, but don't just listen to God's words. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. In the name of Jesus, refusing to let the world corrupt you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do you know what? Because you, as I said, when when delivered, right? This was something that the Lord has placed in my spirit yesterday. We talk about deliverance. Hold on, because my kids are still being loud. Hold on real quick. Okay, I'm sorry. So, when you, when, a per, let's think about this. When a, when a woman is pregnant and she, it goes to have, it goes into delivery and she goes to deliver the baby, right? Is that still her child? She still has a child. She's just not pregnant no more. But now she has the fruit of being delivered. Right? And it's the same thing with God's word in the name of Jesus. When you get delivered, hear me. When you get delivered, right? You used to walk in bitterness. You used to walk in hatred. You used to walk in unforgiveness. You used to walk in um adultery. You used to uh, think it was okay to um to be coveting. You used to think it was okay to be jealous. But when you're walking in in Christ and he delivers you from them things, now when you see the fruit of of um being jealous, you're like, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sit here and covet my brothers and sisters' blessings. I'm not going to sit here and wish that I was them." You are you'll cast that down but when you're in the world you'll let that bitterness stay into your heart and you'll just you'll just be pregnant with bitterness 
You'll just be carrying bitterness for nine months. And then you'll give birth to that one. And then you're going to carry another one. And that's what it's about being delivered. You will, you can identify, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not about to sit here and, um, and be sleeping around. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be a fornicator. That's what deliverance is. The world will t- try to tempt you because the Bible says the world will try to tempt you. And I'm going to pull up that scripture for you too. But you don't have to, you can pray that God leads you out of temptation. That's what you can do. Hold on. Matthew 18, verse 7. So let's go to Matthew 18. And it says, what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Hallelujah. So let's look up inevitable. Because there's power in that definition. Y'all already, I know y'all Bible saying it. Somebody was. And inevitable means certain to happen. Unavoidable. Hallelujah. But when you delivered you like, oh, I know what that baby looked like. I had that baby before. I know what that one looked like. <laughs> nope, I ain't doing it. I'm I'm a, I'm turning. If a sinner enticed me, I'm going the other way. Okay? And what was the other one, Lord? It was one more. Okay. Hold on. Let's go to Matthew 6, starting at verse 13. Let's let's just read because this is the this is the prayer. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So let's go to the KJV version. Sometimes sometimes the King James version be hitting, and it says, "And let us not." Let, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Hallelujah. But deliver us from the evil one. You know how the Lord delivers you from the evil one? By his word. Hallelujah. When you're reading God's word and you just, you don't want to. Listen, let's go back to James 1 real quick. Let's listen. Listen. Somebody got to get a breakthrough today. In the name of Jesus. And it says, and refuse at the bottom of James chapter one, the last verse, it says, pure and genuine religion is this in the sight of God. The father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You have to refuse to allow these spirits to try to, <coughs> sorry, to try to get on you. The world does want to corrupt you, but you pray to God and you ask him, Lord, where in your word do I need to read so I can obey your commands? Because I refuse to be corrupted in the name of Jesus. That's what we got to say. That's what you got to say. I refuse to let this world corrupt me. 
What do you say, Father? I know the world is speaking loud. I know broad leads through the path of destruction. And I know that the narrow gate leads to you, Father. So you let me go on the narrow road because I'm going with you in the name of Jesus. I hear what they say in the world loud. But what are you saying, Father? What lead me to a scripture to get me delivered, Father, in the name of Jesus? I want to push this baby out. I don't know if it's a girl or if it's a boy. But I know your word. Once I push it out, I can get birth and I can see what that spirit is in the name of Jesus and I'm not gonna cast it down hallelujah hallelujah it's people listen struggling with lust in the name of Jesus and it's scriptures hallelujah we just write a scripture talking about lust but let's go to it this is an example lust in the bible let's go hold on Okay, let's go to. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on, fam. Hallelujah. So let's go to Matthew 5, 27. And it says, you have heard the commandment that you say you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Hallelujah. So you see how the word, the, the word of God told you that. Even, but I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in her heart, in his heart. So when you know that, right. That is where your deliverance is at. So now you know it's wrong to look at somebody with a lustful eye because you have already committed adultery in your heart in the name of Jesus. So if you knowing that you can be delivered from it if you choose to turn the other way. But if you choose not to be delivered, you're just going to be carrying that baby of lust. Now that you know that your baby is a lustful baby, now it's time to push that baby out, deliver that baby. And now you know when you see that baby, you will know that that baby is lust. I hope this makes sense. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your children will understand what I am speaking today. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray you give them the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, Father, in the name of Jesus, so that your children will know what deliverance is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It just When you, when you deliver, you want to go the other way. It's inevitable that temptation will be there, but it's up to you. And by the leading of God's word to turn the other way, that is deliverance is seeing that baby and being like, okay, I know what that baby is. I was pregnant with that baby before. I know what that baby is, but nah, um, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, nope. That's when I was producing bad fruit. So no, 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 no. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. I pray that this makes sense. Father, is there anything else you need me to speak to your children today, Father? He said just keep holding on because he is coming. He said trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. He said, miraculous signs and wonders will follow you. He just loves his children. He said, I just, that's it. I just love my children. So that is it. And that is all family. Uh, let's get right into this shameless plug. <laughs> 
So go follow your sis at Within Her Beauty Ministries on Instagram. Um, if you need us, you can email us at WithinHerBeauty at gmail.com. If you want to be a walking Bible for your Lord, you want to be a living sacrifice, go to WithinHerBeauty.com. Go where the little three lines is. Hit catalog. Go look at all of our, our shirts. We are putting more stuff up. We are... We are being creative. We are trying to get some stuff that you ain't never even seen before. We want to expand it because, like I said, we come in to show you what the true beauty industry is because it's the beauty within, period. Uh, <laughs> Lord, what else is the shameless plug? Oh, like I said before, if you want, if you feel led, only if you feel led, you can re-support if you want to. You become a supporter of this um podcast. If you want to, you don't have to. I'm still going to come with the word in the name of Jesus. But like I said the other day, I was beginning a project and I um had to delete it. But I didn't mean to delete it, but it, it had to be deleted. But I didn't mean to. I hope that makes sense. But um, so it canceled out everybody that were supporters. If you don't want to redo it, it's fine. I still love you. You still my fam in the name of Jesus. But that is it, I believe. Lord, is there anything else? That's it. Just be prepared to take off. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. So let's say this together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.